Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall. I am actually having to uh, record this amazing intro by myself because as uh, Patrick and I recorded this intro originally, we were having some technical difficulties in the sense that my Wi-Fi didn't want to cooperate. So we were having, we had redone the intro with our guest, Laura House, twice and I just the audio was just garble and just sounded terrible so we once I we figured out after uh, some troubleshooting figured out what the problem was that the Wi-Fi I've got one of those extenders and the Wi-Fi was trying to connect with the extender instead of with just the primary Wi-Fi and so it was screwing everything up so once we got it figured out troubleshooted yay little bit of celebration, slight embarrassment, slight headache. Um, we got going, and so this is actually going to pick up after our, you know, basically once we got it figured out, we just kind of jumped into our list and everything. But real quick, before we get to that, I just want to go ahead and do just kind of a, the introduction that, you you know, that, would, that got lost. Um, Patrick did make it to this one, so hooray. Patrick finally made it to a uh, special guest uh, episode so I'm so hooray so you will actually hear him on this episode not just me so we were able to get comedian Laura House she's a stand-up comedian she is a writer for television she also uh, teaches a writing workshop she also teaches meditation she the reason why I met Laura when I went to the trip to Los Angeles for the comedy film nerds got to move or comedy film nerds 600th 600th episode and met her at the after party and we talked and I had her sign my book of the comedy film nerds guide to movies in which she wrote the chapter on romantic comedies which is why I wanted to have her on one one of many reasons why I wanted to have her on but especially for this episode because she can uh we can talk about that and she knows she has a good knowledge since she wrote the chapter on it. And uh, the probably the best part about this episode is that Patrick and I go through our list that we really like of romantic slash romantic comedies that in no certain order, but they're some of our favorites. And more or less, uh, Laura House calls me out on my bullshit, I guess, <laughs> or my rules for what we, you know, what I'm either classifying or what how I'm ranking it. Um, so without further ado, here is this amazing episode. All right, let's do it. Do it to it. All right. Um, who wants to go first? Anybody? Takers, givers, takers. Patrick, you want to go first? All right. I I'll think give I went my... first on movies on the last regular episode, so I'll let you go first. All right. I'll give my list of romance and romantic <laughs> comedies. Um, I had to narrow down my list to 10. They're not necessarily in order. Yeah, they're just a list. A list. So uh, first on my list, I have Love Jones, which was released in 1997. Uh, and then a more recent movie, we have uh, If Bill Street Could Talk from 2018. Uh, a movie was released last year, The Sun is Also a Star, which I think is kind of a hidden gem. Not yeah. a lot of people know about. 
that is that out on Redbox or anything? I'm, it might be. Um, I know it's. I saw it at Walmart. They have it on sale. Oh, okay. I haven't it's seen probably, it. It should be in Redbox. If not, I'll check the library. Is library is my jam. Yeah. When it comes to movies. It, it might be there. It only had a DVD release, no Blu-ray or anything. So I don't know. That's fine. Library carries both. Uh, then um, Love and Basketball from 2000. Mm. See, I thought that movie was. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm just saying I thought it was older. I yeah. didn't say it is. I thought it was like the 90s. I was like, oh no, it's right at the cusp of 2000. I don't know why when you read love, when I read that on your list, Love and Basketball, I immediately went to Basketball Diaries instead. <laughs> I'm like, that's mm. a romantic movie. Right. <laughs> I mean, if your romance is with drugs, I guess. True. Um, and then um, The Notebook, of course, I mean, classic, yeah. 2004. Um, <laughs> that's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coming to America. No. Okay, keep going because I'm gonna have a question about that one. Okay. Uh, there's something about Mary. As good as it gets, which I forgot I actually had watched it and I saw the title. Yeah, I remember watching that. Cuba Gooden Jr., Jack Nicholson. Oh, I've got a story about that. But keep going. Okay. Uh, Groundhog Day, and then rounding out my main list is about last night. The newer one. It's the newer. One. It's okay. uh, with Kevin Hart and yeah, yeah. Regina yeah, Hall. The re- the yeah. Update, mm-hmm. reboot, remake, reboot, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> then a few honorable mentions. I have uh, Boomerang, American Pie, Brown Sugar, Her, and Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you got any thoughts, Laura? It's a very diverse list. Well, for one, uh, it's not just rom-coms. He went hard drama, yeah. Yeah. just rom. Yeah, we, kind of, which, I, we, we, we tried to... Which you, has never been a part of my conversation, yeah. so I can't speak to... Half of them, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought uh, something about Mary is a very bold choice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It's a, re- it's a really great... I love when there's something on a list that you go, oh, I, I wouldn't... Wow, yeah, I guess it was a love story. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of it in that way. You know, there was even a troubadour. So that, of course, yeah, exactly. what else could it have yeah. been? But um, because the... The which I talk about a little in the chapter, which I actually mm-hmm. just I totally forgot what I'd written, but I sort of re- reread it because I was going to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, some I I guess I think of a rom com as like something that lands kind of in the middle, like like Harry Met Sally right. or okay. Annie Hall or something. So I kind of love when it's like no no something about me, which is such a hard comedy, and then you go ooh it is a romance, so that's I think that's such a great addition. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was my one thought. Okay, so I've got a story. First of all, the coming to American one. I, I, I see that as more of a straight comedy. Like, well, okay. kind of to Laura's but, point. Uh, but very interesting choice. Because but like, it is interesting because it's like, a rom com because his whole the whole premise of the movie was I right. want someone to love me for me. Right. And it's like, oh, I also think that's a really cool choice of favorite rom-com of like oh yeah it it was and it gets really silly and there's a lot of the you know the parts you remember are these really funny funny just pure comedy parts but you go oh it really was at the core it was a really sweet love story that's so awesome yeah and i just i i was like really because i because i love that movie i saw that movie at a age that I was way too young to be seeing that movie. Same. But my dad had had HBO, so we watched it. So. Um, and then laughed, and then we were in all the dialogue that we shouldn't we shouldn't have known at that age. But 
Right. <laughs> that, that was 88, so that means it probably came to HBO probably 89. So I was, I guess I was 11, but still yeah, I was still 11. At that young age. <laughs> still at 11. Yes. <laughs> um, but I've actually got a story uh, about as good as it gets. So, and this is no, this is nothing that's a, really a secret because um, basically I've told several people about this. I've always kind of, I was always one of those kind of dreamers, like I, where I loved the movie so much, you know, I was going to, I was going to, you know, I just, I don't want to say I got so just, uh, not enamored, I don't even know the good word for it, but I was so into it that, you know, I thought something was sparking my head and that's how I'm going to do, that's how I'm going to be like, uh, you know, try and do something romantic. It's going to be something like kind of that would fit in a movie. I don't know why. I just, it just got in my head at a young age. And so fast forward to me in my twenties, had always had a crush on one of my best friends, but hadn't really, um, had, wasn't really well known. Um, well, it was several people, but not very many. Um, and I hadn't, hadn't really ever told her. So, she, I was in my twenties at this point in college. Um, we were watching as good as it gets, and we we were watching. There was a scene. I wish I could remember it now. The exact scene where it kind of popped in my head. I got to go right now, and I need to go talk to her, and I need to go tell her everything. Mm. She lived in Kansas City, and I lived in Springfield, so it's about a three-hour drive. I decided to do this around this time of year. I want to say it was around January or February. Yeah. Um, and in Missouri, there's usually snow. It right. was snowing that night, and I drove up in the cold in the snow. It happened to be a Friday or Saturday, and she's not like me, where she like either hangs out with her friends or goes or just chills at the house. She goes out and she goes to the clubs and with her friends and stuff like that. Right. Mm. So I drive to her house. I tried to go. I knocked on. I didn't see her car, but I didn't really mean anything. I knocked on the door anyways. I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna hang out for a little bit. And see if she comes home. And then I did that. And then I'm like, all right, I'm not going to stay in a cold car for, you know, for like four hours and then have to drive all the way back. Right. You know, I'm like, all right, forget it. So I think I left a note or something. I don't even remember because it's been so long. It's been 20 something years. Um, so I drove all the way back home and never did anything. I had to wait like two days when she called me back. And then, oh. and then it went poorly. <laughs> wow. But what? And yeah, it it went bad. But something, you know, something from that movie just sparked me to put a basically put a wild hair up my ass to go drive up there, drive three hours. Got to do this and say what I got to say. Yeah, and it did. That, it did. It did not. And my that mom is never. An amazing even... power of of movie. Just like yeah. um, when you walk out of Rocky and you got to hit something. Yeah. Right. Because right. <laughs> it's it's like it 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 truly sometimes stirs that emotion of yeah. you know that's what we're relating to you know we're watching the plot and the dialogue but it's really that emotion talking to our emotion and we all share the same emotions so we're just like oh yeah we just get filled with this that plus your hormones I guess like right. took you driving in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, when to, I mean, when my first, Lord knows when my first time and when my last, that's, you know, but right. it was my first and last to do something stupid. Well, not stupid to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. When, you know, could have just waited and made a phone call. True. <laughs> but, you know, it's just when you do it in person, it's a little more. In the heat of the moment. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, 
but yeah, it it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I and there's a part that I've always thought there was a gaffe, or maybe it's just I didn't hear right. But there's this the scene where Jack Nicholson goes into the restaurant to basically go to uh, confront Helen Hunt. He sees the uh, Mater D there, and I swear the Mater D says, "Hey, Jack." But it maybe not. But I'm like his character is not named Jack. I forgot what his name is, but it's not Jack. So I always thought that that was. It's like is that a gaff in the movie or maybe oh, I'm just wrong? But right. yeah, I'm like it kind of makes me want to go back. You know, now that's been twenty something years to uh, to kind of check it out. Yeah. Um, hmm. yeah. I've never heard that. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. But I can tell you almost every gaff in the movie Speed. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> and then, because I had it on VHS, and then when it came back when they had it just regular format on VHS, and then they came out with the widescreen edition, which, you know, back then was like the big deal, big deal. Now you can't find anything that isn't widescreen. True. Um, but in the widescreen edition, you can see where there's, when they go at the very beginning, where they go secure the roof or whatever, it was just Keanu and Jeff Daniels, and then... But in the widescreen edition, it's Keanu, Jeff Daniels, and another person for whatever reason. Wow. <laughs> Just kind of, you could, I mean, fully in the frame and everything. And then that mm. person's never seen again. <laughs> but it's silly shit like that. And I don't know why I picked that stuff out. Okay. Um, I guess I can go next. Um, so mine are kind of all over the place, which is, sounds right for about, <laughs> sounds about right for me. Um, mine, again, it's also probably no certain order. It's just ones that popped in my head right away. And then I ended up adding two more <laughs> tonight that I had thought of. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is Say Anything. It is one of my all-time favorites, um, definitely from growing up. And I've never got to do the boombox thing, even though I have a boom. I had a boombox. <laughs> yeah, that would, would be so much easier than driving three hours. I know, right? But what if True. I, yeah, once I did three hours and brought the boombox. <laughs> The trench coat would have come in handy, I'll tell you that. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, but that's still one of my favorite movies. One of my favorite lines is still, I gave her my heart and she gave me a pen. She gave me a fucking pen. <laughs> I don't know why that's the line that sticks out uh, sure. between that between that and Jeremy Piven's hair in the movie. I'm not sure why those are the two things that stick out mostly. But hey, also a movie where he has to go and punch something because he was training to be a kickboxer. For the Olympics. Um, between that one and... You know what? I just thought Gross Point Blank is kind of a romantic comedy, too. In a way. Which is another great John Cusack one. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't really land on me that great. Yeah, I mean... I liked it because... I and was he training it. to be a kickboxer in the Olympics or just a kickboxer? I was in the Olympics. I thought he was playing... He was, wanting to go to the Olympics or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't remember Olympics. anything about the Olympics. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. I could be hallucinating. wouldn't be the first time. Um, the next one is a movie I was raised on because my mom is a huge Doris Day fan. So, mm-hmm. if, so we watched all the Doris Day movies. Like, I know the, a lot of them very well. So, my first one, or my second pick is Pillow Top from 1959, which is so inappropriate if you watch it now with today's lens <laughs> it's it's like ooh, ah, mm. also party lines don't exist <laughs> so but you know Thelma Ritter is amazing in this movie I love 
I, because I got raised on it, loved Doris Day and uh, in, in, in turn Rock Hudson as well. Um, most of their, they're kind of the early Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan kind of couple that make multiple movies mm. together. Um, oh, got it. Um, my third pick is another Rock Hudson, um, Rock Hudson, Doris Day movie called Love or Come Back. Tony Randall's awesome in that one also. Um, it's another mistaken identity type of thing. And then they find out that they're competing against each other in an ad agency type thing. Oh. And yeah, it's very, and that's uh, from 1961. And I love that one. They, I mean, it's just cute and fun to watch. And then number four is something I've had on VHS, DVD. I don't have a digital. Um, one Fine Day with George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer from 1996. I don't know why I love this movie. It's just, it's very charming and cute. The plot's kind of silly, but it's, I mean, it's just fun. George Clooney's being Mr. He's at his peak, you know, um, hair down, charming, you know, he's still during his ER, early ER days. Um, I think it's after From Dust Till Dawn or around the same time. But I just, I don't know, I just thought this movie was really cute. And I just, it's one of those I can just put on and it's just, just fun to watch. It's really hmm. cute. Um, and then, of course, I think I already kind of knew somebody would put the notebook. So I didn't put it on there. Yeah. Even though I love Ryan Gosling. He's one of my two favorite Canadian Ryans. <laughs> oh. Gosling and Reynolds, my two favorite Canadian Ryans. Um, but I put the Princess Bride because, I mean, how are you not going to have the Princess Bride? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the best. My son has seen it, and he's nine. I mean, he loves that movie, too. Oh, really? That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, He tends to watch more movies at his mom's than he does at our house, and I haven't figured that one out still to this day. But I'm just happy he's watching them, though. So I really don't care where. I wish he would watch them here, too. But we've gotten halfway through Top Gun, so, you know, progress. Yeah. Cause I'm gonna make him go see the new one in 4DX, so he better get ready. Get, get and ready. Calls. Yeah. Um, and then the number six, I kind of bent the rules a little bit. I put two movies because they're both Meg Ryan ones. I put IQ with her, Tim Robbins, and um, and Walter Matthau, where he play, where Walter Matthau plays uh, Albert Einstein. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't. Know. I. It's not. It's a very interesting choice. Of all the Meg Ryan movies, you went IQ. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because again, never in a thousand lifetimes. (laughs) Um. So I'm. So what about that? All right. So, um, IQ over. Let's say Harry Met Sally or something. Well, again. And for and French Kiss, which she's with um, Kevin Klein. Yeah. What um. So so what did you like there? What sell me on those? Okay. All right. So here for one, again, kind of like the Notebook. I just assumed someone else will put when Harry met Sally on there. So okay. I didn't want to put. I don't want to have basically. Oh, you know, we both had the same list. You know what I mean? Kind of makes it kind of lame. So I wanted to kind of put some variety in there. So I'm not saying I don't like when Harry met Sally. I'm that's just an, trying to That's think. an interesting rule that you put on <laughs> yourself. That like 
that there wouldn't be like uh like like that wouldn't also be interesting to go oh we had these three or four in common well i mean that's so, true. so you basically went I, you know what i'm gonna choose a not the top 10 of mine to put well, on the top 10 just to be different <laughs> that's what you uh, did yeah it's something like that i don't know <laughs> I, i'm kind of over the place or i can't help you <laughs> i can't <laughs> help it well because okay because so when when Harry Met Sally came out, I was too young to watch it, you know. And then I actually didn't watch it till I was until I was older, just just cause. I mean, no real reason. Just I never. No, no. I, I mean, and not that you need to like Harry Met Sally. I just um I right. I was so not struck by the movie IQ. I'm just I'm fascinated. And French oh. Kiss is is good, and it's Lawrence it's Kasdan, and that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, on my I mean personally, I get it. Yeah. Um, to some degree, I'm just I just IQ. I'm sort of fascinated by. I don't know. It's it's cute. I mean, it's not. Is it the best? No, but it's cute, and I really enjoy it. And that's and I think it's one maybe some people maybe haven't seen, and would be nice yeah, to get sure. out there. You know, it might if you didn't see it in theaters, you probably and like my mom and I when uh, growing up, we'd go to movies all the time, and those are the kind of movies she would like to go see, either comedies or romantic comedies. She oh. wasn't really interested in like dramas, musicals. She's there because she was a musical theater major. So, so I went to all the musicals with her just because that's um, what she would, go, you know, what she would want to go see. If I wanted to see anything else, I'd either have to see them on my own or, you know, wait till I was at my dad's <laughs> to go see it. Um, mm-hmm. um, but so we saw those movies. You know, we saw the IQs. We saw the French Kisses. We've even further down the list, Addicted to Love, even, which I'm not 100 percent sure. Like, I, I think if I were to watch those now, I may have a separate a different opinion because sure, it has sure. been it has been a few years since i've watched oh it's also uh, meg Ryan. oh right right the moving in across yeah. the street one yep yeah the her matthew it's more of a revenge romantic comedy yeah movie. yeah they're trying to break i guess they're trying to break up their uh, chick and, and then they get together i guess yeah by doing so they end up falling in love with each other her and matthew broderick um are trying to break up checky cairo and um kelly preston kelly. yeah so yeah, and that was from 97, so it's like IQ was 94, French Kiss 95, and then Addicted Love was 97. And there's actually a good one. It's more of a drama, but there's one she did that I I guarantee not a whole lot of people saw, but I actually really enjoyed it. It was kind of a different role for her. It was called In the Land of Women. It's her, Adam Brody, um, Kristen Stewart, who emotes a little bit, so, you know. You take it where you can. Um, interesting. I forgot who else. But it's an interesting drama. She plays the mother that's uh, neighbors to, I think it's Adam Brody's grandmother that he ends up going to go help take care of for a while. Mm-hmm. Olympia he's like a soft, Yeah, that's, yeah. And he's like a soft porn, soft porn writer, and he's trying to, he's <laughs> wanting to do more. He's wanting to get out of that and actually do more, you know, actual legit writing. But that's always able to get work for. But I really enjoyed that one. I mean, it's, didn't fit this list but it's but i did think about that one i'm like oh i did actually like that one a lot more than i expected um hmm. and then one of my all-time favorites is the movie speechless with michael douglas or i mean not michael douglas michael keaton and um gina davis oh yeah when they basically played a version of the real life couple yeah uh james carville and i forgot who he's married to yes but yeah I, like i love michael keaton anyways 
And love when Michael like, when he's like uber charming. Mary Madeline movie. Yeah. And I just God, I just and Christopher Reeve, bless his heart, one of his last movies before he was para, before he had his horse riding accident. Um, just plays this buffoon report war reporter is just he's just adorable in it. And it's just like you kinda <laughs> you're kinda rooting for all of them <laughs> in a way. And it's just uh yeah, uh, it's just a cute movie, um, but I, I could watch that one, hmm. I mean, really anytime. It's one of my favorites. I don't know. I mean, it's just, their chemistry, like, they had really good chemistry together, and they're, the dialogue's fairly witty, and it's an interesting premise, so I uh, so I really like that one. That was from, also from 1994, and then, let's see, I had Addicted to Love, and then I put, one of the ones I thought, I, so this one's probably the most recent or one of the most recent, um, isn't it romantic with uh, Rebel Wilson? I put it on there because I liked it because it was spoofing more or less rom coms by having it be a romantic comedy. So actually, I watched it like I rented it at Redbox, I think, watched it and actually got a really good laugh out of it. And was kind of surprised by it because I, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be okay, but not great. But I ended up being actually pretty entertained by it. I think it's just because I had seen so many and it was kind of, there was a lot of, I guess, winks to the ones that they had spoofed and everything. And yeah, it, it does. I think I saw it on a plane and it was, um, yeah, somewhat better than I had had thought. It, it just it certainly had some nice moments. Yeah. I mean, the, some of its parts or whatever you, that saying says, but, um, but even... What's the other Hemsworth? William Hemsworth was actually wasn't too bad in it. I just kind of liked him in it. Um, and then of course Adam Devine does what he does, does his thing. <laughs> yeah, he uh, sure did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Adam Devine did out of the park. Um, and then my last one. So I actually really liked because when I was in high school and summer college, I did creative writing and I would write these little kind of romantic type stories that you know are kind of well, i'm in mean, their way because i've gone back and reread them <laughs> i haven't finished i think i've only finished a couple but most of them were just kind of were fairly lame but i used to write these stupid little kitschy romantic stories and um and so it really reminded me of like basically basically nicholas sparks books and movies are essentially what i would have ended up writing except different like his is a little bit much but i still it's like a guilty pleasure um okay so, um so i watched so my favorite is actually safe haven which i think was the first one i've seen with uh josh dumel and um julian huff and kobe smulders um it's interesting it's kind of i mean it's a sparks movie but it's it's cute and i actually find it really entertaining it's one i could probably it's the one of all of those I could probably rewatch more in the most, but I've seen the best of me. Um, the longest ride is probably my least favorite. The notebook, all the other ones, uh, message in the bottle is my other favorite because I love Paul mm. Newman. Right. Cause, and I've not, I've never not cried during one of those. Cause I'm one of those weird guys that cries, especially during those movies. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I don't know. I'm well, crying. Nicholas Sparks movies are, I mean, they're made to make you cry. Yeah. And they succeed. 
And they're very formulaic. I mean, you know someone either has died, is yeah, going to die, or yeah, will die. Yeah, but that's the thing. It is, it's that love and ache and longing and somebody dies. You know, like, it, it's all the, um, yeah. All the his, his stories hit hard. Yeah. There. And I, and, but I love them, though. I don't even know why, but I just, there's something about them. So I always listen to the audiobooks, and then whenever they make the movies, you know, like, I guess we're going. Um, the first movie I took my daughter to go see she was probably like two months, two, three months old. Um, I took her to go see The Best of Me. It was playing at the Bargain Theater back when, we, back when we still had it. And she slept in the carrier. And then when she woke up, I got her out, gave her a bottle. She sat in my lap and watched the movie with me. And then she fell back asleep <laughs> and then just sat in my lap asleep while we watched the rest of the movie. I mean, mm. that's the one thing about my kids. They are great moviegoers when they're, when they're young. I never had any problems out of them. I'd always, uh, even when they got older, I would just put them in the stroller, and then we would just sit. We'd go to matinees on my days off, and then we just, I would just, we'd sit up front in the, because it's matinees, there's hardly anybody there. Right. Um, we'd sit in the kind of the disabled seating, and I would just put my, I would just put the kid's stroller where the right where the wheelchair would go. Yeah. And we would just sit there. And then, you know, they'd have a bottle and then they'd go to sleep or, you know, I'd just use the stroller back and forth, back and forth. They'd fall asleep and then, boom. Enjoy <laughs> just, the rest of the movie. Yep, enjoy the rest of the movie. <laughs> They've even seen the Fast, my daughter's even seen the Fast, I think it's the seventh Fast and Furious. That one she had a little bit of problem because it was, I think, too loud or something. But yeah. Went to the breezeway, didn't disturb anybody else. Yeah, it's good. Good times. So the two that I thought of, like, last minute type thing. Were two that I've seen, I guess, this past year. Um, on Netflix, Always Be My Maybe with uh, Randall Park and Ali Wong. Oh, I, yeah, people love it. Oh, it's it's great. It's it's such a cute little rom-com, and they're both great. I love Ali Wong's stand-up, mm-hmm. and Randall Park's great. I loved him when he played Jim's double in The Office in that yeah. episode. That I was like, oh, it's June. Um, I think I even tweeted a drunk. <laughs> I loved you in your new movie with Ali Wong. Um, and then uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, that thing's a super cute one as well. Oh, and yeah. I was I was late to that one. Um, that was one I was kind of late to the party. I didn't see it till it was on DVD, and I checked out the library and watched it. And I'm like, oh, I can see why everybody likes it. It is really cute. I, I, I really like. And Aquafina is adorable in this, but I really liked her in the payroll more than anything. And she got snubbed at the Oscars. But that's, you know, that's another... Oh, you felt like it was Oscar-worthy? The farewell? I think... I thought so. Oh, yeah, I thought thought for the farewell, I think think Aquafina's performance was... I think the movie was really um, probably more than a couple that I've got some, you know, kind of issues with. But... um, Mm. I think even screenwriting would have been fine. I think he could have gotten on me for screenwriting. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, just kind of get a, I don't, there's not enough female representation or even ethnic representation because Oscars are still so white. Yeah. <sighs> breathe, breathe. <laughs> Different, that's a soapbox for another episode. <laughs> when the nominations came out, I made notes for every single section and most of them said, huh, only no minorities, no women, or yeah, or one or huh, this was an interesting choice. Why not this one instead? Or yeah. yay for this person, but what what happened here? Um, 
<laughs> Anyways, um, then of course, um, just real quick, my honorable mentions were um, she's funny that way. It's a really I don't want to say obscure. It's an end. Of, it's a movie that's trying to be a Woody Allen movie, but it isn't a Woody Allen movie, and it's kind of quirkiness um, in humor. It has uh, Imogene Poots, um, Owen Wilson. I'm trying to remember who all else is in it, but there's a pretty good size cast. Um, it's super cute. I would always I'd try to recommend that one. Um, and then, of course, Jennifer Aniston's 90s rom-coms, Picture Perfect with um, Jay Moore. I remember liking when I was younger. And... Um, and then uh, Object of My Affection with Paul Rudd, very young Paul Rudd, although Paul Rudd, does, Paul Rudd doesn't age. No, vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, like where, yeah, where uh, Paul Rudd plays the gay best friend that Jennifer Aniston falls in love with. <laughs> so that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So that's an interesting choice. Um, see, and I thought driving three and a half hours was... <laughs> and then getting shot down was rough. Imagine... <laughs> falling in love with your gay best friend right makes it even harder <laughs> um so okay so the the dumb joke i made which is really not that funny i know um i did put what nobody put shinor's list which is not right it's only funny to com- you know when comedians say it not when i say it um Mar- <laughs> <laughs> as your favorite as your yeah. favorite romance yeah, so like romance or rom-com yeah um marriage story obviously because you know that's about the least romantic movie there is. And then uh, I'd watch Shut. <laughs> oh, I'm like, Lord. Yeah. I was like, I'm sure Nicole's done one. No. Well, not real. I mean, kind of. No. Oh, wait. I'd watch it. No, that's not really in romance. <laughs> I mean, there's romancing going on, but it's not with them. Uh, that's such a weird movie. Um, Laura, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> is there any been any that you've seen? recently or um or lately that you that have popped in your head or even just listen to us rambling about our list <laughs> um yeah i um i was kind of, again like you know since you you asked me to do this from a i went mm-hmm. and looked at the comedy film nerds book um because i don't i have a i have the memory of um a fish so, so I don't have any, any time when I, even when I look back at this, I go, oh, that's interesting. Like, I don't remember writing it. I don't remember. I'm like, oh, it's, like, it's all new to me. Um, right. So I'm looking at this list, which is, um, lacks any, embarrassingly look, lacks any kind of diversity. So sad. And then also has, um, you know, it's dated because I re- the list itself is um, right. old. But then as I look at it and I was looking at some of your other questions, like, you know, I do these these word the sort of formative ones. Um, when you for me, when you open it up to um, recent um, since this list at least, or maybe Juno might have been out. I love Juno. I oh, love yeah. Lost in Translation as um, mm-hmm. not really a comedy at all, but um, you know the the I loved that unlikely love story and a typical love story um in there i do stand by joe versus the volcano if you go meg ryan with me <laughs> i i go early meg ryan i'm like i loved her early 
Yeah, I love that. I love Joe versus the volcano, and she plays such a weird. Oh, several weird characters. Weird roles, yeah. Her, and then she's also her weird twin sister. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. Also, that it's it is so stupid the movie, and but it's also so sweet and somehow how worked in my opinion. Um, uh, I love Grease too. If you want to, if you want to go off road <laughs> yeah, for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Love Grease too. Um, uh, I you know I don't know. <laughs> um, you know where I saw Joe versus the volcano at the yeah. Grand, at the Grand Prairie movie theater. Oh, that's so nice, my yep. hometown. Yep. So, what, what, what do you think of this for a for an off road rom com, Jojo Rabbit? Uh, Patrick, you would have to talk to that one. Huh. Patrick, what do you think of Jojo Rabbit? I, I thought it was a good movie. I, even though I didn't, I didn't. It wasn't one of my favorites. Um, hmm. As far as rom com or romance, yeah. Um, no, I don't think it would fit that category. Well, I mean, uh, well, yeah, well, maybe the well, off, well, I guess it's a weird, years. it's a weird romance for this ten year old has over Hitler. So yeah, in that sense, yeah, it's kind of well. A, no, I mean, him and that girl fell in love, like fully fell in love. Well, well, yeah, he he loved her, but he kind of she kind of looked at him more like a brother. So it wasn't yeah, the same. Was, I don't know. Yeah. I guess to me, like I was like, oh, that was that had like sweet. Yeah, I did like that part of the movie. I felt like if that had been more the focus, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. I liked their interaction. I did enjoy that. I I still have to see it at some point in this next week. It's one of three <laughs> best picture movies I still haven't seen yet. Yeah, I think it's still. Um, I it's. <laughs> It's, it's certainly not a rom-com, but it had this romantic element. It, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies in year. It's one of my, certainly of this past year. Okay. Um, I just felt it was, yeah, I, I find it amazing. Um, I have another off-road one that I, this is, I thought of one, I guess when you were talking about the Doris Day movies and the movies you mm -hmm. saw with your mom. Yeah. Um, I thought of my mom's favorite romance that she told me uh, but we didn't really watch a ton of stuff together but she she told me I was already like in high school or college maybe high maybe older high school when she told me this but she is oh I love Shirley Valentine do you know do you know the movie uh -uh. so my mom was um uh, she taught seventh grade and um, she was a really good mom and a really good teacher. And she was someone who like all my friends had her in seventh grade and she was a lot of their favorite teach, just a, a really good, like, so she did a lot, I guess is my point. You know, she taught 150 kids a day and then had to deal with me and my brother. And um, so she's this kind of put upon housewife teacher and you know everything was for her kids or for work or whatever and so this was so mom was like oh I love the movie Shirley Valentine I guess she bought it on VHS or something and um she goes it's about this housewife who's totally overlooked like she's she's no one <laughs> no one uh her kids take advantage of her everybody takes her for granted and her best friend a uh, girlfriend um wins a it's, it takes place in England, but her best friend wins a trip to Greece for two and takes Shirley Valentine to Greece. And then in Greece, okay. she falls in, she, she has a romance with someone, but she also just decides not to come back and she's just going to live in Greece. 
And but not even because of the guy. It, she ends up just being like, you know what? This is me now. And I was like, hey, mom, is there <laughs> is there something you want to say? She was like, no, no, no. I just think it's a great movie. I was like, hey, are, do you have a plane ticket in your purse? Like, what are you? What is happening? Oh my gosh, I'm looking, so I've got it pulled up on IMDb, and I'm just looking at the pictures that they're showing, and there's this one picture where they're, where I guess it's the, uh, Tom Conti, I think it's him, uh, he's got this mustache and his hair, he looks just like Jeff Foxworthy on this profile <laughs> of this picture that I'm looking at, it's cracking me up. Under Shirley Valentine? <laughs> yeah, it's for under, for Shirley Valentine, it's Tom Conti's the actor, um, oh. and it's just the, it's just the, between, with the mustache and the hair, on the profile shot, it looks like it looks like it's Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> yeah. A, yes, that mustache really does it. Also weird because he's Greek, which in no way yeah. does just Jeff Foxworthy yeah. look Greek. But yeah, he totally. He totally <laughs> no, it, no the, but this, this, the mustache really overshadows any ethnicity or any or anything else, really. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she kind of has a romance with this guy. And then when she moves there, he's like, oh, I didn't really want a relationship. She's like, me neither. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, my mom is going to leave us. And she basically just announced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, I could I would. That's exactly probably how I would have interpreted it, too. That's my relationship with Shirley Valentine. <laughs> she just, her eyes got glossy. I was like, mom, mom, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It was a real wake-up call for me, you guys. I was like, I gotta stop taking her for granted. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, that might actually be a good bit, uh, you know, for your next album. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. When your mom sends you these really overt <laughs> messages. All yeah, right, I'll like, clean my room. Just don't yeah, move just, to Greece. What, what's happening? Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> oh my gosh. See, and just and to think. See, I didn't get those kind of overt messages. I got. The ones I got were, um, were if you know my grades were kind of slipping or whatever, but that wasn't until junior high and after we moved to Missouri. Actually, mm-hmm. um, I got the the over messages were, "Do you want to go live with your dad? Is that what you want?" I'm like, "Done. I'll start studying now. Thanks. <laughs> you don't need to say anything else." <laughs> but um, but yeah, that <laughs> but yeah, because my mom basically just watched. Old movies. I mean, she just watched old Doris Day movies. I mean, mm. she didn't really watch. I mean, she would watch some, some musicals, but not really. I mean, she usually watched just TV. I mean, I think the most time we ever, the most we ever watched, we, I mean, we'd watch Golden Girls and then Golden Girls reruns. And that was pretty much how we built our relationship. Right. Yeah. During those kind of weird episodes. <laughs> just like, yeah. I get that. That's a pretty good one. That's what I was watching with my dad at the end, which was yeah. so crazy and weird Weird to, uh, uh, yeah, it's a weird thing to watch with somebody who is old. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> as they're, as they're actively being old and you're like, what? Oh, oh no. <laughs> um, I'm looking again at Patrick's list and I'm, and I, I'm now reveling as I'm taking in your honorable mentions you put, and this is fascinating to me. So here's something no one else would ever do and that makes you especially fascinating. In a list of five honorable mentions, so you can say anything, any list, it's only five. 
within only only two spots away from each other, you have American Pie and Titanic. <laughs> I defy I defy anyone ever in the history of humanity to come up with a more interesting list. Because they also they're totally valid. You go, oh that oh yeah, American Pie, that is a that is a wrong it was a love story, a coming of age. That is it's got super silly, of course. And then Titanic, one of just the most like gut writ like like straightforward romance, you know, sweeping crescendo <laughs> romance movies of all time. And it's like, yeah, all right, I can see it. I, I mean, I could see it being a romantic comedy. I mean who didn't who, who didn't laugh when that guy's when that guy fell <laughs> fell off the thing and his head hit the propeller and all you hear is kong? Uh, right I'm now. sorry. I laughed the first time I watched it. I laughed, and every single time since I've laughed because somebody actively went in and added that and added put, that. Put in that, that That was a conscious decision to go boom. Then the ragdoll physics. Yeah, just <laughs> that like, really is. That just, is not the sound of a crushing head maker. <laughs> yeah. It'd be more like but I'm laughing. I'm, I'm the like, only like he one. Had, like his head was made of brass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I'm telling you, like, I was the only person in that theater. Actually, the three times I went and saw it. Because I went. So, odd story. Saw me and my grandmother times? have seen some weird movies together. Mm-hmm. Like, our relationship with movies are so weird. Hmm. Almost, almost like me and my grandfather's. Movie. I took my grandfather to go see Judgment Day, with with Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Dennis Leary, <laughs> Jeremy Piven again, and I forgot. Uh, was it Stephen Dorff? Where they're off, they're taking like a limo or something like that, and they to a, I think a boxing fight or something, and they get up in the wrong area, and then they get off in the bat like the vehicle breaks down or whatever. They witness a shooting, and so now they're being chased. It's not a movie you take your grandfather to go see, but he's like, "Yeah, it wasn't bad." I'm like, "You didn't like it at all." I like as I got older, I go, "He's he was definitely being generous." <laughs> My grandmother wanted to go see Titanic, so I took her to go see Titanic. I've never been so awkward. There's never been such an awkward moment between me and my grandmother as the part where Jack is is uh, drawing Rose, and there's the nude scene, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, "This is." I just kind of so you like in the movie. <laughs> you don't you don't know to to go to the restroom when that happens if you're with your grandma. No, apparently not. I was. Yeah, that's, that's the, the move. Time. You go. Oh, free popcorn refill. Goodbye. Yeah, we watched, and then there was a Van Damme movie or something like that that was on, and she was watching it with me just because we were at her house, and I'm trying to remember which one it is. The one with um Rose, I think it's Rosanna Arquette. And there's another nude scene in there, and she's in the shower, and they decided to go ahead and show everything. And I'm like, we could stop this if you want. <laughs> I'm like, oh. we had this strange, weird relationship watching. I was like, we gotta quit watching movies together. This is not. <laughs> this is this is not good. I remember yeah. as a kid, my mom and grandmother took me and my sister. Uh-huh. Have y'all seen um, Don't Be a Menace to South Central? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom, my grandmother took me and my sister to see that movie. <laughs> And like the early part, they had the little, the, um, I guess the cookout scene. Yeah. And you had the two people pretty much having sex in the yard. Yeah. I was like, like looking back on them, like, yeah. I forgot what their reaction was, but yeah. it's like we're sitting in the theater, that pops up. I'm just like, yeah, I'm watching this with my grandma, and my mom, and my <laughs> sister. Yeah. But that was, that was 
<laughs> oh, weird. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know how it is with you, Laura, but I know, like, with me, as I've gotten older, my relationships, like, talking to movies or just even just talking about different things with my mom is drastically changed and it's just funny the conversations we kind of get into now yeah i guess just since we're older now we obviously she has kids because she has me and my brother and then i have two and so it's interesting just talking that and then just talking about movies that you know I'll, like i'll talk about how you know some of the movies that my daughter you know who's five has wanted to go see and i've taken her because you know, I'm just happy she wants to go. So I've seen them. Basically, the movies that Chris Mancini says that he wants to, he will not take his kids to go see. I've taken my kids to go see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take one for the. I just buy the bullet and take one for the team. Yeah. And then my mom's like, "Oh, you mean like the time I've had, like the time I took you guys to go see, and then X, Y, Z." And I'm like, "But those are good movies." <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I'm like, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, from her perspective, maybe not so much." Right. Uh, she has she has seen the bulk of the Star Wars movies thanks to me. I would say thanks, but, you know, she sees it differently. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right. Um, so, real quick, I'm just going to ask just a couple of the questions I kind of sent you. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, do you have, did you, what was your favorite movie growing up? The Muppet movie. Okay, that's a good one. Um. And that was the one that it, it it answers several of your questions. Like that was a mm-hmm. movie that made a big difference to me yeah. and sort of woke something up in me. And um, uh, yeah, when I think of little, I was 10. Um, yeah, that was just, I mean, just that whole message of, you know, life is like a movie and you write your own ending and you're just like, Oh wow. You've, that's an interesting concept when you, it's all about the journey, you know, when you, yeah, when you're first um, introduced to that concept, you're like, Oh yeah, I guess that is what life is, you know, like it's this huge, like in a way it's very basic, you know, like, yes, you have to move forward in your life. And then in a way it's this, you know, profound spiritual truth. Um, So, yeah, that that was a really, I mean, me and a lot of people, but that was a huge one. And then on a on a silly, I loved Stripes and Strange Brew, like in junior high. Okay. Yeah. Like I quote, me and my friend Hillary quoted that. Oh, and oh, oh, you know what? Here's a movie most people won't say. Um, Night Shift. Oh yeah, that's Eaton. a great one. Yes. Me yeah. and my friend Hillary quoted Sixteen Candles, Night Shift. Strange Brew and Stripes constantly. Like that was our language, those yeah. those films. No, that's a good one. Um I watched <laughs> actually speaking of comedies and Michael Keaton that kind of I grew up with, um Johnny Dangerously is one Oh, Johnny Dangerously. Uh-huh. What a what a treat. Yes. Um my mom introduced me to that one, so we always say, you know, that Fargan Wall, that Fargan Wall, you know, just Yeah. Talk about that and him, Mary Lou Henner. I just, <laughs> it's just one of those we just kind of grew up with. And it was just, you know, it was like space balls with, you know, for us. We just kind of grew up with that and that kind of, that kind of humor. Yeah. And it's kind of off the wall, kind of silliness. It was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, oh, I love that movie so much. I was like, I love Michael Keaton. Absolutely. But of course, yeah. of course the comedian can't play Batman. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Turn that to the 
this one still? So, yes. Um, did you have a favorite? I mean, obviously, uh, do you have a favorite? Did you have a favorite actor growing up? And I mean, would it be Michael Keaton or would it be someone else? I mean, who did you have? Um, Michael have? Keaton was a huge favorite of mine. A huge favorite. Um, yeah, I just I loved those guys, Bill Murray. Michael Keaton, Chevy Chase, um, stand up. I was listening to Eddie Murphy cassettes. Um, and then like girls in movies, uh, like Christy McNichol, I mm-hmm. love so much. I love the pirate movie. Oh and yeah. I remember that one? Loved, loved, knew all the songs, like sang it like a lunatic, like loved it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, those were some of my favorite. Um, I get, yeah, Steve Martin, huge. Oh yeah. Huge favorite, of course. Um, yeah, I guess those are those come to mind. So funny. I don't know why Steve Martin popped. Why this? I guess when you said Steve Martin three, Migos popped in my head because that's mm-hmm. when I remember. You know, as a kid, that's. I think one of my first Steve Martin movies that I remember oh, watching. With Chevy Chase and yeah, Martin which is Short. funny because I later found out the night we went and saw that was not my dad was moving out of the house. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. While he was getting his things and leaving, you know, moving out, um, mom was taking us to go see Three Amigos. Wow. Like, I didn't oh, find wow, that out for weird. Yeah. Oh, I, it was years later when my mom told me that. But that's, but that's like, oh. I remember I had the dumbest like almost savant level like know where i was for like and what was occurring during like where i was who i was with for most movies i've seen in my life right. it is the dumbest thing to know but it is like it's stupid that i know like all those things like generally when a movie comes like i can usually tell people when a movie comes out based on remembering where i was when i saw it who i was with and you know then i could kind of kind of narrow down the years from there right and it's like it's like the dumbest thing but it's true i mean it's like i wish i was i wish i was that knowledgeable and you know can remember things like that in just my actual job (laughs) so i'm like no it's dumb movie trivia and knowing where i you know knowing where i was during a certain amount of time you know in my life um this one's kind of kind of more that i you know definitely kind of want to know is there a movie that, you know, since as a as a comedian and as a uh, as a writer, is there a movie you think gets it right as far as what you do for your profession? Oh, as far as my career? Yeah. Like as far as like being a stand-up comedian, do you, is there a movie you think, you know what, this one's kind of got it right or at least as close to getting it right, you know, so far? There's not Many, um, I mean, there was Punchline. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I saw that question and I'm not sure that I, um. Or even just as a writer, I guess you could kind of, you can adapt it to any of your, any of your variety of different skills. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, but let, I mean, I, you know, like I'm, I guess I'm just thinking about, um, 
you know, as being a comedian or, I, you know, what movies are about being a TV comedy writer. You know what right. I mean? Like, so yeah. I, I guess I would have to, like, I can't really think of what those movies are to know. Okay. Um, to know. You, what do you think about funny people, the Adam Sandler one, where oh, you know, like yeah. hiring like Seth Rogen to yeah punch up or stuff like that? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I, yeah, I guess that hit it pretty well. I mean, it, you know, the thing, the thing about that um, was, and I'm gonna take a look. Um, the thing about that one was that the, all all I really remember, because you know, mm-hmm. Judd Apatow did do right. uh, stand up, and he was yeah, friends right. with Adam Sandler, and then there were some parts that were taken specifically from them being roommates. So of course right. that's going to ring true because it was yeah. true, you know, like it came out of something uh, true. But um, um, yeah, I, I, so I just went and read the log line. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. a guy learns he has a fatal disease and he's a great comic and he sees another comic and he's like, I'm going to be your mentor. So like, no, of course that has right. nothing to do with reality. No. <laughs> you know, of any, Cause it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's kind of a more of a, you know, everybody, you know, it's kind of a, I mean, uh, that's a, that's a very forced premise and, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, I, I don't know because there's also a kind of, um, and this is gets a little political, I guess almost, yeah. but, like getting what it's like to be a comedian right and getting what it's like to be a female comedian Mm -hmm. are two different really different things so um you know yes there there were moments of that and you know there was some you know before I was a comic I watched Punchline and you're like oh is it is it like what Sally Field is doing, you know? And they have lockers? Kind of. <laughs> what? It's like, oh, they have lockers? Where's the yeah. lockers oh, at? I guess they have. That's such a funny detail to know. Um, yeah, you're the, in, a, in a way, and then I just Googled, and it's like king of comedy in a way, that, that level of delusion. I mean, in a way, you could say the Joker kind of hit a few things pretty accurately. Right. Well, that's what yeah i remember graham mentioning kind of that too. desperate and you might think something went really well when it didn't i mean there's a yeah. lot of you might have a delusional love interest that's in the crowd <laughs> there's a lot of you know that's definitely that, huh? accurate to some people's experience i think so um yeah so i don't know i mean there's there's nothing that i usually go to okay. feeling yeah. like oh that makes me feel like i'm you right. know yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling my story or anything. No, 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 I get it. And sometimes, I mean, in some of these, there may just not be an answer. You know, I'm just, it's yeah. just stuff like I, I kind of like, I try and ask. Um, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I try and ask most people whenever we have, you know, whenever, whenever we have guests on, I try and ask that because, you know, I, I get, we have people from various different backgrounds. Well, l- so let me ask curious. you, like, is there a movie that you feel it gets, like, law enforcement right? You're like, like, uh, Hot Fuzz? Like, are you like... <laughs> God, I wish Hot Fuzz. Um, No, but I love Hot Fuzz with <laughs> all of my heart. Yeah, please, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you guys like, oh, man, I'm always making noises. And then we've got a guy just like Tackleberry. We definitely have a te- we have a few actually half the departments tackle. There's probably a lot of tackle. I'm definitely yeah. Um, I'm definitely more of Michael Winslow than I am. 
<laughs> and like a mixture of Michael Winslow, Sweet Chuck, and Steve Gutenberg all in one. <laughs> I make I make sounds. I'm you know I like to think I'm at least a little bit charming, and right. uh, and I'm also nerdy. So you know it's it's all yeah. really good. Um, but no, because not I don't know because what's weird about so the thing is when they try and portray law enforcement in movies, it's it's tough. I mean, it's because a lot, I mean, it's 90% report writing. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch a movie of someone typing up a report. Yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, so, you got to be chasing I mean, it, down it's, bodies. And that's, yeah, and that's kind of what I tell people is that it's it's pretty much 10% doing the work or, you know, doing the actual, you know, going to the call, answering it, you know, if you do, you know, doing your traffic stops, doing whatever. And then the, the other 90% is all the paperwork. Yeah. And then going to court and all that. There are some movies I think that have um, trying. I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head because um, I go to you know when I watch movies like like that that are police related, I don't go. Well, that's wrong. Well, that's wrong. I mean, my wife does when she's a nurse, and so when she watches movies and like they wouldn't be get you know they'll look at she'll look at the monitors when you know people are in the hospital and well that wouldn't be right. I go <laughs> well they're acting so you're right they're not actually sick. That's yeah. That's not how movies work. This isn't a documentary, <laughs> you know. So, you know how I try and tell her. Yeah. Um. But they, they're. So they're to say that you know is there any that kind of get it right? I don't know. Um. But there's some. I mean, there there's definitely some that are definitely very entertaining. I really like. Actually, one of my favorite shows, um, was on. I don't remember what one of the major major networks, and then it went to. Uh, TNT Southland with um oh with, uh-huh. uh, Ben McKenzie and uh, Regina King and Shauna Tosi and Michael Cudwitz. Don't ask me why I know that, um, <laughs> but that was pretty accurate. At least the relationship between Michael Cudwitz and Ben McKenzie, because I had like PTSD the first few episodes <laughs> because I had a training officer that was just like Michael Cudwitz. And I mean, I wasn't like, you know, I, and I was definitely like the newbie, like Ben McKenzie with, you know, with good hair and, you know, and <laughs> I can't do that with straight face. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but, you know, just fresh and just not, you know, and trying to learn this. And he's all kind of, he's the macho guy. And then Ben McKenzie's kind of not as macho, but still feels like he's got something to prove. Um, I had the macho training officer that, I mean, they called him Duke. I mean, there's, I mean, yeah. that's a nickname. That wow. should tell you everything you need to know without me. I mean, he's assistant chief now, actually, at that department. Oh. But um, hmm. we got along just fine. But man, and when we, when it was time to do work, it, we we clashed, and it was kind of rough. And I was, I wasn't scared. It was just weird. Yeah. But um, but yeah, as far as that, I don't know. I don't know a good one off the top of my hand. I really need to do some research on that. Good question, Laura. <laughs> thank you for pulling. I, thank, thank you. I got it from a good for, source. Yes. <laughs> um, and just one or two more, and then we'll, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll call it a night or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Do you actually remember the first movie you saw without your parents? Like going to the movies, like just with your friends or even just by yourself? I never you saw a movie with my parents. Really? I don't think so. I mean, my parents were married yeah. the whole time. They were together. But my 
my mom did stuff with us in the summer. Uh, My mom was a teacher and her best friend was a teacher and all the kids were friends. And so um, they, um, you know, I just remember, I don't remember my dad ever, ever going to the movies with us. Um, And then my mom, I, I honestly feel my mom was very... Uh, I, and I'm your age, and so it was probably yeah. everyone in the 70s. Like, just they just dropped you off, you know? So, right. remember, it, like, ooh, like, yeah. like, what could happen at a child by themselves at a movie theater? Like, right. so, like, like, Six Flags, like, just it was right. fine. <laughs> well, that happened to me, and uh, it's funny you mentioned that because that did happen to me a lot. Um, we there was a theater in Duncanville that was only okay, but the one in Grand Prairie, in Grand Prairie was so much better, so we always just drove out there, or mom would drive us out there. And I think it might have even been cheaper, too, because the one that was in Duncanville was right next to the Target, which, you know, I was, so I loved going to that Target even as a kid, because they always had the best G.I. Joe selection. Not sure. <laughs> it's a true story. I mean, that's like the biggest thing I remember. So was it? So was this like when the Uptown Theater was on Main Street, or did you go to like Six Flags Mall movie theater in no, um, movie theater in Grand Prairie? God, I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to ask my went to Arlington, so I don't know what you yeah. were doing in Grand Prairie. Yeah. Well, we went to. I saw Mission Impossible at the one in Arlington. Again, don't ask me why I know these things. <laughs> I went back to go visit my friends. Uh, my senior trip gift, whatever you want to call it, was a plane ticket for me to go back to Duncanville to go watch my friends that I grew up with graduate high school. Oh. But that was my gift, so I, that was the last time I'd been back. I mean, still, that's the last time I've been back to Duncanville was 96. Um, I sent you that. I was messaging her with that. I was telling when I found out she oh, was Oh, then I'm not your I'm Then I'm older, I guess. I yeah, I graduated in 96. I didn't mean to lump you in with me. I mean that's fine. I don't care. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to have you <laughs> disclose your age or anything. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> right. Um. But uh. But no, we uh. So I hadn't been back since '96. But I went, when I came back from LA, had the way over in Dallas, and it was the first time I had a Whataburger since '91. Wow. So yeah, <laughs> I, was very, I was so excited. Words can I express? Because um, when I lived in Missouri. Um, especially Columbia, Missouri, the University of Missouri Tigers basketball games, whenever they show them on TV, mm-hmm. would be sponsored by Whataburger. I'm like, are we getting a Whataburger here? <laughs> and no, it's just a tease to let them, I guess, just to let me know that it wasn't going to happen. Wow. <laughs> so it was the first time, finally, in you know, almost in 20-something years, I was so happy. Um, and it was just as good as I remember it. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad, the things you remember, that you're like, oh, my God. Now I wonder if Hondo's is still in business, so I can go back and have the best chicken fried steak ever. Oh, wow. But that's what I remember from my childhood. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, we lived in uh, Duncanville from 84 to 91. Um, so, yeah, it's a short amount of time. So, first through seventh grade. Um, and then we moved to Springfield, Missouri, and stayed there until I moved away after college or during college, whatever. Got it. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I went to – when I went back – to watch them graduate that night i went with the people i was standing with um i went with them to go see mission impossible because they had just come out so we went and saw that they went in arlington because i know we drove by at some point we drove by the ballpark in arlington 
And I just remember I hadn't been there since they remodeled it because it, you know, it looked like it kind of back when we used to have season tickets to Rangers games, they, that stadium looked kind of pretty run down. <laughs> um, but when they, you know, kind of rebuilt it, I was like, wow, this stadium is nice. I'd love to go to a game. I haven't been to one yet. <laughs> um, saw the stadium when we flew in, though. Um, anyways, uh, now we're to the part where I just ramble. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Laura House, thank you so much for joining us. I want to go ahead and be sure everybody listens to your album, Mouth Punch, to which, again, I've listened to three times through. That's um, so awesome. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, the, I'm so excited that you like it. Yes. The part where you said that, you know, divorce is like, it's such a bad word. It's like, it sounds like you failed at something. You like to say that you had a short or a successful short-term marriage. Yeah. Right. So like, why I, why like make totally, it negative? Yeah. I'm totally going to start using that because, but I obviously will credit you um, <laughs> because I'm like, that's a great way to think of that. It's <laughs> like, mean, yeah. Good. It's like hopefully I just had the one and I'll have. I mean, you were married for some amount yeah. of time. I don't. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, remarried. So yeah. you know, didn't work the first time. We'll try the second time, and it's seems to be going good so far. <laughs> um, and then you had the when you were talking about mullets, it was the oh. <laughs> you had that part talking about mullets, and I came up with something I wanted to that I wanted to tell you that again, it's just something stupid that popped in my head, and I I think I already told him that I said, you know, a doorman, a doorman at a club is essentially the mullet of a club because it's the business up front and then the party's right behind him. Oh, nice. Yes. So okay. I was like, oh, there we go. The mullets of the, there you go. The doorman of the club is the mullet of the, <laughs> the mullet. I didn't say my jokes are good. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're definitely dad, bad dad jokes, but I excel at that. And then, um, Laura, where can people find you on the socials and all that? Uh, just, and I'm Laura House on Insta and um, Twitter. Awesome. I'm Laura House. Then, I am Laura House. And then I have a website, but really the, on the socials. Yes. And then if you have Amazon Prime, please, please check out Laura on the FNX First Nations comedy experience. You've got two, I think, two appearances, I think. I remember two or three appearances oh, on it. Oh, maybe, yeah, on the yeah Paper First Nation stand-up yeah. on Graham's stand-up show. Yes, yes. So definitely check that out too. And um, Patrick, want to say anything? Well, it was nice talking to you. First time uh, being able to do that, and I'm definitely going to check out your your uh, comedy. Oh, thank you. Great. You had such cool lists. It was it was great to see. Yeah, awesome. I appreciate that. It's really interesting choices. <laughs> like that's like, an interesting brain. Mm. Yeah, you're like, hmm. People in Nashville are odd. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, that was cool. I love when it's like like strong swings. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then people that bend rules on lists and <laughs> and then don't tell me. <laughs> no. Um. Again, Laura House, thank you so much. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for me, Jeff Hall, and my co-host that's here for a guest. Patrick Terry. We'll, we will talk to you on our next go-round.